Good evening, good evening. This is Speak Life Radio. I'll go tell my brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel Carlene Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. Welcome to Speak Life. Today is July 20th, 2023. I welcome everyone that the Lord has sent in the name of Jesus. I lift up my whole household along with myself. I'm lifting you and your whole household, beloved. I am lifting up the kingdom family. Worldwide, the martyr saints, persecuted saints, those trotting down, those taken by men stealers, those feeling weak, weary, withered, and even worn, lifting them, lifting up their communities, lifting up children worldwide, lifting up the saints worldwide, lifting up the elders in the in the body of Christ, lifting up the babes in the body of Christ, all of us in between, in the name of Jesus. I am lifting up travel mercy worldwide, perfect health, soundness in mind, wholeness in being in Christ, in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue that rises in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and our righteousness is of you, Lord, thus says the Lord. And thank you for power, love, and a sound mind in the name of Jesus. So let's go to the throne. Father, I thank you. Lord, I lift you up so you can draw all men. And this burden is not mine. It's not mine, but I lay it at your feet, Lord. I lay it at your feet. It all belongs to you. I thank you for making us a part of your majesty and making us a part of your being and your core and your creation. And Father, I truly pray that our hearts are turned to you, Lord God, and that our soul return to you because we've turned our hearts to you, Lord. I pray that we're no longer in between reports, but that we know that you're real. We know you're not man-made, but you're God-made by all by yourself. And Father, I pray that we see you clearly as the deity and the God that you are as much as possible in our human understanding. And Father, I pray that somebody's delivered today somebody's healed today, somebody's set free, some captive is taking out of the prison of darkness today, Lord God. I'm praying a soul is saved today. I'm praying that somebody's mind is renewed today. I pray somebody rededicate themselves unto you today. I pray somebody stop listening to lies of darkness, whether outside or within themselves today. I pray somebody stop calling sickness unto themselves or claiming diagnosis when you said, Lord God, that we should live and not die and that you sent your word to heal us and deliver us from all our destruction today, Lord. Father, I pray that somebody's eyes are open to your truth today. And I pray somebody's study life of you changes and they become thirsty and hungry for you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I ask right now that you bind up everything that will block 
that will lie be contrary. And I pray that everything in me is of you. No flesh. Everything is crucified. And I pray that on the other side of this computer that we're hearing as children of God. In the beautiful and mighty name of Jesus, I pray. So, welcome um, to the children of God in the name of Jesus. So, what I came to talk about, today is July 20th, 2023. What I came to talk about is standing on the truth. See him for yourself. Standing on the truth. I'm your sister in Christ, Rachel Carlene Renee for the Go Tell My Brethren ministry, Speak Life. But standing on the truth. So how do you know you're standing on the truth? How do you know what the truth is? How do you know? How do you know? Because somebody told you, how do you know who your Lord is? How do you know who you're following? How do you know who's teaching you? How do you know day after day, I come on here telling you the truth. How do you know this? Well, the word says, okay, I'm, I heard what the word he sent me today. So I, I had a feeling this word was going to be in Speak Life. This is a very sobering word. The Lord has been sending me for the last few very sobering words. Um, and I understand because even, you know, all these storms and he said the famine, the pestilence, the sword and the beast would rise up. That's what he said. That's either the Isaiah or uh, Jeremiah. I know it's in one of the prophets. Or maybe in multiple. So. Let's see. Ezekiel. Let me see. The plagues or the famine, um, the beasts, these are the things that the Lord says will come to pass because of the children disobedience Ezekiel so I'm going into Isaiah house but we're going to make a stop at Ezekiel I don't plan on staying at Ezekiel house but who knows so Ezekiel we're going into chapter 5 Okay, so I already have something marked in here. 
Okay, so um, let's start at um, mm. let's start. Ooh, oh, okay, yeah, this word gonna run some folk. <laughs> okay, so we are starting in verse one of Ezekiel 5. And you, son of man, take you a sharp knife, take you a barber's razor, and cause it to pass upon your head and upon your beard. Then take you balances to weigh and divide the hair. So he has to cut his hair and then he has to measure it out, okay? You shall burn with uh, fire a third part in the midst of the city. So the city... Is also represents a church. Now, Ezekiel is a prophet. A prophet. Now we call him major and minor. I I haven't seen that written, but he's an important prophet. And Ezekiel went through for his position with God. My Lord, okay, Lord, for his position with God, for his call, for his the anointing that was on his life, he went through, okay? So it says, then shall you burn with fire a third part in the midst of the city, the church, when the days of the siege are fulfilled and you shall take a third part and smite about it with a knife and a third part shall you scatter in the wind and I will draw out a sword after them. You shall also take thereof a few in number and bind them in your skirt. Then take of them again and cast them into the midst of the fire and burn them in the fire. For thereof shall a fire come forth into the house of Israel. The church comes out of the house of Israel. This is God's chosen people. The church is through the uh, tribe of Judah. Thus says the Lord God, this is Jerusalem, okay? This is Jerusalem. I have set it in the midst of the nations and countries that are around about her. And she have changed my judgments into wickedness, okay? More than the nations and my statues more than the countries that are around about her. Okay, so this is the thing. Mm, I don't have any bookmarks. This is the thing. So this was what came to me today. What came to me and what I thought I was going to talk about, which this is, I, I wasn't sure whether it was the Lord that wanted me to talk about it, but I see with this word, it is. And be not many teachers. James talks about it. Be not many uh, let me see how James puts it. James says, because I was, um, I was watching, I was online and I was watching a video. It's in, I was watching a video and it's of a pastor 
And he said something. And I was like, no. And it started me thinking. And I've prayed for the Lord to show me how he sees it. And then I prayed something even scarier. I asked him to show me, me, as he sees me. Now, this is not the first time I prayed, prayed that, but I prayed it. And it's scary because once he starts to show you you, it could be real ugly, right? But in order to be held accountable and examine ourselves, we really need to know how God sees us, okay? So in the book of James, verse one, my brethren, okay, so we we connecting dots with the scripture. The word of God witnesses of himself, the old and the new. There is always a witness in the old and the new. There's always a witness. The old witnesses of the new, the new witnesses of the old. There's usually not just one scripture standing alone. There's usually not. God said two or three witnesses. He even talking about in his word. Okay. So chapter three, James, my brethren, be not many masters. Now masters are leaders. Masters are teachers. Masters can be pastors because he's talking to the body. This book starts off. It says James uh, chapter one, I'm just letting us know. James uh, chapter one, verse one, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes, which are scattered abroad. Greetings. So this is for the whole house of Israel. This is not for the world. This is for the house of Israel, Jerusalem. Okay. So it says, my brethren, be not many masters, teachers, leaders, uh, pastors, um, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. So God sent me this word uh, about two days ago. And I'm like, greater condemnation. Now, this is not the first time. You know, I I ran from this call. And then when you get these kind of words, I really didn't want to, because you're getting a greater condemnation. So the word says that judgment starts in God's house, okay? And so knowing that, you get a greater condemnation, condemning. You get a greater condemning. It says, but it's better to step into your call because God prepares us. So when God calls, it should have already been some type of preparing happening, okay? It, it it should, it's not like a baby just coming, just being birthed in the faith. And it's like, okay, now go. And there should be discipling. There should be, there should be discipling of some sort uh, through Jesus Christ. So he's going to, we should even be a servant to somebody. We should be able to serve someplace first. Now the time period, I don't know. I, I can't say because I think a lot of that falls under man. But if you go by the scripture, I 
you have to study because I don't want to say anything. And then somebody said, oh, is that peer to I can run? No, it's a it's a process. It's a process. It's a process. You did not see Rachel, Carleen, Renee come on here and be like, okay, God is. It's a process because most of us that the ones that are called and chosen. Most of us run. Most of us don't be like, yes, God, yes. Even if it's something that we're capable of doing or we've been doing, we know we can't do it in our own flesh. We know that. And most of us that are called by God, we understand the consequences of the call because you're going to end up, you can end up with blood on your hands. And many people are stepping up to be masters, not knowing they have blood on their hands. Because if God didn't place us there, the doctrine is not sound. If the doctrine is not sound, God says, if we are with, if we are with him, we gather. But if we not speaking him, we're scattering people. Okay. And there's blood. When you go to court, it's like in earth, we might can lie. No, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. I ain't do it. But before God, you got all this blood on your hand. It wasn't me. Ooh, yeah, where did blood come from? I don't know where this blood come from. Bloody man, bloody man, bloody. And so it's going to follow us. Our works are going to follow us. We talked about that yesterday. What a man does in his body, good or bad, it's going to follow us to court. And our tongue. Also, it's going to be like, blah, 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 this is what we did on July 21st, 2023. We heard the word and then we said, well, we ain't got to listen to that. We going to go and do your tongue going to confess. Your knee going to bow and your tongue is going to confess. Okay, back to the word. I'm going to try to stick to it tonight. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For or because in many things we offend all. If we're teaching and nobody's getting offended, it's not the truth. We're not teaching the truth. If we're teaching and nobody gets offended, we're not teaching the truth. If you're under a teacher, a pastor, a leader, and you're never offended, either you're not, you just like, oof, or it's not sound doctrine. Because we have to be convicted. We have to be convicted in order to change. So it says, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. And able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships which though they be great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small hume with whithersoever the governor who is governing the ship, captain, lead over the ship. Even so, or the governor lists or desires. Even so, verse five, James three, even so the tongue is a little member the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter 
a little fire kindles and the tongue is a fire. So if it's not sound, if it's not the truth, it's burning things up. That's all it's doing. If it's the truth, if it's sound doctrine, if it's Jesus Christ, it can burn things up, but it also can ignite to life. If it's outside of Jesus Christ and these other doctrines, it's not igniting anything to life because Jesus is the life. Only Jesus. Now, it's easy to teach something that later on you realize you didn't have all the wisdom. But if we're being led by the Holy Spirit, if we are hearing the Spirit speak, if we're hearing the Lord speak to us because he sent us, there is no error if we are speaking what the Holy Spirit is leading us to speak. So the tongue is a fire. A world of inequity. So, uh, in, uh, so is the tongue among many members that it defiles the whole body and sets it on fire. And sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. So let's go back to what Ezekiel was saying, okay? Ezekiel was saying, uh, okay, was that in chapter? Ezekiel 5. Okay, so it says here in Ezekiel 5, um, then take, verse 4, then take of them and cast them into the midst of the fire and burn them in the fire fire. For thereof shall a fire come forth into the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, this is Jerusalem. I have set it in the midst of the nations and countries that are round about her, the church, the bride, the Jerusalem is a her. And she have changed my judgments. She's changed them, whether it's through watered down Bibles or through the teaching of the doctrine. It says into wickedness because it's not the truth. Either God don't, there's no middle place with God. Either it's him or it's wicked and it's evil because it's anti him. So it says into wickedness more than the nations. Why the nations? Because every other doctrine or any other spiritual book they took from the Bible and they twisted the Jehovah Witness, the Mormons, even the Quran, all of this have scripture in it, but twist and turn the way they want it to be or to reverence their God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it says more than the nations and my statues more than the countries that are round about her. For they have refused my judgments and my statutes. They have not walked in them. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you multiply more than the nations that are round about you and have not walked in my statutes, neither have kept my judgments, neither have done according to the judgments 
um, neither have done according to the judgments of the nations that are round about you. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because I, even I am against you and will execute judgment in the midst of you in the sight of the nations, and I will do in you that which I have not done, where uh, until I will not do any more the like because of your abominations. Therefore, the father shall eat the son in the midst of you, and the son shall eat their fathers, and I will execute judgments in you, and the whole remnant of you will I scatter into all the winds. The son shall eat the father, and the father shall eat the sons. So spiritually, a father is a pastor or a master or a teacher. And the son, Mary birthed the word of God, the son of God. So there's a doctrine. There's a, a doctrine. And that's really what he's talking about. That doctrine, whatever that doctrine that person is preaching, it's going to eat them. And they got to eat whatever they sow. Whatever they sow is going to eat them. And whatever uh, they, whatever, well, they gonna eat what they sow. That's what the that's what he's saying. It says, um, "Wherefore, as I live, says the Lord God, surely because you have defiled my sanctuary with your detestable things, teachings and banners and flags and colors and you know sorority fraternities all in the church. People got their own pictures hanging up in the church. And so think about this." You're sitting in front of the altar or the pulpit. Nowadays, people got stages. That's detestable because we're not performing. Okay. So you have the you have the pulpit. Um, and on the pulpit, there's all these things, you know, you whether it's United States flag, whoever flag it is up there, you have pictures of yourself, uh, or whoever the founder of the church is, you have uh uh, masonry stuff. You have all these things on the pulpit. So when people come and say, we're praying, okay? And we're praying and, you know, some people go up for prayer or even in our seats, say, bow your head and pray. All these things are up there. These are idols, right? So it's causing the people to err because we're bowing to that. And God said, don't bow to any other God. Don't bow. And so don't bow. Don't bow to Nebuchadnezzar, the worldly things, confusion. So it's causing. And I honestly believe this is why some people don't agree in churches and don't bow their heads because they know there's error in this, in, in the house. And so they don't bow. So they're not offended. The church of Sardis, there's even some that did not defile their garments. Okay. So it says, Wherefore, as I live, says the Lord God, surely because you have defiled my sanctuary with all your detestable things and with all your abominations, therefore will I also diminish you, neither shall my eyes spare, neither will I have any pity. A third part of you shall die with the pestilence. That's diseases, viruses, diseases, sicknesses. And with the famine, shall they be consumed in the midst of you? Famine, the lack of the word. No God. So you just, you, you're already dead. Without the spirit of God, you're already dead, right? It says, um, 
And the third part shall fall by the sword, the word, okay? Round about you. And I will scatter a third part into the winds and I will draw out a sword, a word, after them, okay? So thus shall my anger be accomplished and I will cause my fury to rest upon them and I will be comforted and they shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it in my zeal when I have accomplished my fury in them. Moreover, I will make you waste and reproach among the nations that are around about you in the sight of all that pass by. And this is kind of happening right now. We're at a place where people don't mind haunting their warships, their their satellites is is like just taunting it's even in different countries but mainly this country because we become detestable so you know different countries you got china you got uh, all these other people they don't mind taunting now and taunting yeah that balloons and and and, and all these things and and uh all these flying things to see what we're doing. And now it's easy because people put everything on the internet, okay? Drones and, and war drones and, and all these, you know, taunting. Yeah, because we've turned our backs on God and we've done it blatantly. We've done, we we are welcoming sin and anybody that preaches or teaches the word, we're shunning them now. More people are running to see things on the internet that we know is sinful than they are running to hear the truth. So there's always a remnant in the earth that's going to follow God, that's going to believe Christ. There's always a remnant. It's a tenth in the earth. So what happens to the 90%? So it says, Moreover, I will make you waste and reproach among the nations that are round about you in the sight of all that pass by. Okay, so I'm going to go to Isaiah 28, which is not much better. It is, it's love though. It's love. The only reason, God chastens those whom he loves. The only reason is because he tells us in Revelation 22, Nothing that is a defilement is going to get into heaven. Now, when you think of a tenth, it's such a small part, but it's still many people have a chance to turn around, have a chance for God to open our eyes to his truth. How do you know you're hearing the truth? How do you know what I'm saying to you is the truth? The word says to study to show yourself, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman. He want us to do the work to get to know him for ourselves, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth, rightly. So how do you know I'm rightly the dividing this word? Why? You should have your Bible out. And you should be going line for line, precept to precept. Now, when you got a watered down Bible and God, if you look in those Bibles, 
the ESV, the NIV, the Amplify, Apologetic, they cannot say God inspired them. They tell you who inspired them. The one that wrote the NIV inspired me to write the GGG or whatever the case may be. But there is no way to amplify God's word. There is no way to have a new living translation of God. That's all a lie. And many people are teaching error because they're teaching from those Bibles. Why? I asked the Lord. And it's because once you read Revelation 22, Revelation 22 tells us, and this is going to open the eyes of some followers. Revelation 22 says in verse 18, for I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. Jesus is the prophecy, the spirit of prophecy, the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So how can somebody read that and still say they got a new living translation and still say they have a new King James version and still say, now a lot of people, I don't understand the King James. None of us grew up oh, that are just coming in understood. You have to give time to God. You have to study to show yourself. You have to commune with God. You have to pray over your word and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into you, to open your eyes to the truth. Take notes. Record yourself. Do what whatever it takes so God can see that you are workmen. He can see that you're asking. He can see that you're seeking. He can see that you're knocking. We can deceive men all day, but we can't deceive God. We all got to go before the judgment. We all, I have to go before the ju judgment for speak alive. And that's a scary thing. I mean, if I could quit today, I would. Yeah, just be. Yeah, I ain't got to not watch. I'm not. I didn't. But I have to stick to the word. So it says, "Woe, I'm in Isaiah 28, verse one. I'm probably only talking to one person. Everybody that clicked off. That's okay. It says, "Woe, it is not okay because I'm I'm coming for the one baby." So there is always going to be a one for speak life, even if it's me. There's always going to be a one that receive what the spirit is saying to the church because we should lose none in the name of Jesus. So it says, woe to the crown of pride, to the drunkards of Ephraim, also part of Israel, whose glorious beauty is fading 
no, whose glorious beauty is a fading flower, which are on the head of the fat valleys, the fatness, the richest part of them that are overcome with wine, a spirit. Wine is, is represents the spirit of Jesus say, eat my flesh and drink, uh, drink my blood, which is the spirit. So this is a spirit, okay? Behold, the Lord have a mighty and strong one, which as a tempest, a storm, spirit, okay? God is spirit, a tempest of hell and a destroying storm as a flood of mighty waters overflowing shall cast down to the earth with the hand. With the hand. So and it can't be none but God. Who hand gonna cast the storm down to the earth? Okay, it says the crown of pride, the drunkards, drunk off the world and what the world is doing. The drunkards of Ephraim in Israel, in Jerusalem, shall be trotting underfoot under the word, the sword. It says in the glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fat valley shall be a fading flower. And as the hasty fruit before the summer, which when he that looks upon it sees while it is yet in his hand, eats he eats it up. And the day shall the Lord of hosts be for a crown of glory and for a diadem of beauty unto the residue remnant, the 10th, the residue of his people and for a spirit of judgment to him that sits in judgment and for the strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. But they also have erred through wine and through strong drink are out of the way, not in order, not in the way. Jesus is the way. They're not in that. They're not in the way. They're not in Jesus' way, okay? It says, the priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are, swall they are swallowed up of wine. Where he said the son should eat the father and the father eat the son. So that same doctrine, okay? It says they are out of the way. They're out of the word, okay? Through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. Okay. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness. Now the vomit, you know how you, you've ever heard people preach somebody else's sermon? You eating somebody else's sermon and you're going to go preach it or teach it? You know how some people, they all sound the same? Everybody sound like Martin Luther King? Okay. So it says, for all the tables, the tables is where we go to eat, right? Okay. It's, it's, it could be like the church. We, we all there eating, feasting, right? For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness. It's not clean. It's not pure because they're out of the way from Jesus to clean the truth. So it says, so that there is no place clean. Now, we can't blame. We can't we can't blame people for causing us to go uh, astray when we have the word. We can't be like Adam, that wife that you gave me. No, because God told us 
to study. Learn of me. Take up. Yeah, that's what he said. It says, uh, whom none of us can preach or teach if we didn't learn something. Well, yeah, we can. But in order for somebody to bring you the doctrine of Jesus Christ, they had to spend time. The Holy Spirit had to impart. So just like you expect somebody else to spend time with God, to teach you and to teach us, why don't we spend time with God so we can teach our children or teach somebody else's children the truth to help save their soul? Help save their soul. It doesn't require a pulpit. It don't even require a live on anything just for you to study the word yourself. And even if you only know the letter, you don't have the spirit. Read the word. Read the word in your home, in your hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So when you sit before somebody, don't require, don't uh, rely on your memory. Have your word too. Line. You, you, can, you can walk this thing out with them too. Now, it's not our job to be like, ah, ah you wrong, you wrong. That's not our job. Because God said, do everything decently and in order. It's our job to know the truth. And then go pray. Go pray. Ask God to open up people's eyes. Okay? So it says, um, whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Okay? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. His, okay? For precept must be upon precept. We should be, the whole word is connected. All the precepts of God connects one to another. The Old Testament and the New Testament, they all witness of each other. And I had to be taught that. I had to be taught that in the midst of a Bible study. So it says, hmm. For precept must be, must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Okay, so the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, okay? Then Jesus says, I am the door, the good shepherd. So the Lord is my shepherd is in the Old Testament. I am the shepherd. Is in the New Testament, line upon line, precept upon precept. There should be a virgin that should give birth in the old. And Mary birthed Jesus in the new, line upon line, precept upon precept, line upon line. There should be a forerunner. Uh, he should go before him and make the path straight. The Old Testament, John the Baptist came with the preaching of repentance, the New Testament, line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. So it says, for with stammering lips in another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. Weary to rest, right? Talks about it in the old. Heavy laden and weary is in the New Testament. Okay. 
And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. We don't want to hear it. We don't want wisdom of God. We don't. We we don't. This is, and I'm, I'm, I'm closing with this. Wait a minute. But the word of the Lord was not, no, it don't say that. But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backwards and be broken and snared and taken. Okay, but the thing is, right? So when I'm in the King James Version, you reading from the New Living, you reading from the ESV or the GGG, whatever Bible, the apologetic, the amplified. There's no line upon line, precept upon precept, because they have changed things. There's no line upon line, precept upon precept. This is the thing about salvation. And I'm closing. I, I know, Lord, if the majority just hear this, this is the thing about salvation. Those that believe or those that shall be saved, because some people don't believe they're saved, but they are. Some people believe they're saved, but they may not be. So what the word says, this is what the word says. Let me show us this. And oh, I'm going to speak this, what the Lord says. And then verse, um, verse 22 of Revelation 21. I don't even trust my flesh, because there's things that I'm thinking I'm saying, and that I'm I listen back. Thank God I'm starting to listen to speak life because I there's many speak lives I just didn't listen to to hear. Okay, so it says Revelation 21. I was just in Isaiah 28. Okay, so it says in verse 22, and I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it and the city the church had no need of the sun neither of the moon to shine in it for the glory of god did lighten it and the lamb is the light thereof the glory of god is his word jesus the lamb and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it in the lamb in the word and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. For there shall be no night there. There's no more night. Okay. No more sin. No more darkness. So it says, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And it says, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever works abomination or makes a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now, the key to that, it says, and I saw no temple there, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple. We're going to be in the midst of them. So continuously, eternally, we hear God continuously, eternally, we're in the word of God because he is the light. So if we don't want to hear now, if we can't take a little, we can't take studying now, line upon line, precept upon precept, how are you going to spend eternity listening? How are you going to spend eternity listening? Eternity, forever, ever, ever. 
How are you going to spend eternity listening then when we don't want anything to do with him now? If we don't want to teach and preach sound doctrine now, how are we going to be in the midst of sound doctrine later for eternity? That is what salvation looks like. Forget mansions. It, you no, know, not forget mansions because he is the mansion. Not forget mansions. Don't focus on that word mansion. Focus on we're in the midst. We're in the midst. That's what the mansion is. He is the mansion. We're in the midst. Don't forget mansion. I, I, no, I rebuke myself. He's in the midst. He is in. We are in him and he is in us. And that's the bottom line. So I send the word of God to the people of God, to the ears of God, to the hearts of men. I pray the one stand on this thing in the beautiful name of Jesus, the mighty and all powerful name of Jesus. You have a blessed evening. Peace.